Well, happy Friday, guys. Uh, joining us today, we have Kyle and Josh. They are the co-hosts of Stay Petty Podcast. It's a lot about satire, fun topics, and things that they Hot enjoy. Takes. Takes. <laughs> takes. And um, we are super excited to just talk about their dynamic and what brought them to the podcasting world and how we have connected. So I'll do a brief little um, recap. Uh, Some people know, some people don't. Uh, I am a retired hot girl. Um, And in that time period of me being a hot girl, I had tons of social media accounts doing lots of branding. And um, Kyle just so happened to be a suggested friend that I had hit like ad or something of the sort. Um, now he didn't support my hot girlness. Uh, good on him. Uh, we love a committed man. Um, Barely broke he, if it makes you feel better. <laughs> that was that was that was the one, number one thing. Responsible too. Yes, responsible. Not paying that twelve ninety nine. We'd love to hear it. Um, well, if it was but, five dollars, uh, it'd been game over. If it was five yeah. bucks, I've been all over it. Oh, man. $4.99. Yeah, that $4.99 is all right. But once you get past that twelve ninety nine paywall and then I got to pay to see more pictures, I'm pissed. Yeah. Exactly. Like, just lock it up, girl. Lock it up. Don't even show me anymore. Right. But um, at that point, I, uh, as a lot of you know, I have branched into T-shirts and baking and cups. And um, I have found a really cool connect because once I started posting my funny shirts, Kyle reached out and we built a really cool friendship of just support and helping each other out. And now here we are just kind of talking about the dynamics. So thank you guys for joining us. Yeah. Anytime. Awesome. Okay. So I know that we've like gotten to know each other and like talked about this a little bit. Um, but I want to talk about or ask, how did you guys meet? How old were you when you met? And like, what started your journey with podcasting? Well, I was on the playground and Kyle was standing over by the fence with in a trench coat. And uh, no, uh, I mean, we, we, I had already been doing uh, research. Uh, I've been listening. I, like, I, I didn't really get into podcasting, like listening until like, you know, in my twenties and I started listening and I was like, this is interesting and I enjoy this. And I, I love the idea of hot takes. And like, I've, I've always wanted to have something like when I was, when I was growing up, it's like, Hey, I feel like I, I want to, like, I don't, I don't know that I could stream. Like I could really captivate somebody, but like, I wanted to be able to like do it with someone. So I did, I did a lot of research and stuff and me and Kyle had worked together. So we met on the job site but like we had worked together, we'd kind of talked. I mean, there there were people before him that I'm kind of floating around to where it's like maybe this person, maybe that person, maybe the other. But then it came to the point to where you know I, I just kind of was shooting shit with Kyle. I was the best choice. So then, what? Well, then yeah. it, exactly, <laughs> it, it truly came down to that to where like we we had this kind of vibe to where it's like okay, you know. And I was talking to him about it. He's like, ah, I don't know. He's like, well, I got a computer. Just come check it out. We jumped on Omegle, and it was absolutely hilarious because like we get on we only had one mic at the time and so we're jumping on and people are like oh you guys got a podcast are you youtubers are you streamers so yeah like, just like off an hour of doing this and we're like okay all right so like we we're trying to make like we were just making jokes like you know two guys one mic all just like trying yeah. to like just throwing oh, stuff perfect. out there uh just 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 messing around and like after we like we were on there for probably four, six hours, six you came hours, over like four to seven or eight o'clock and it was like three in the morning. We were like dragging yeah. out of here. And that's why I was like, dude, like, I'm 
I'm game for it. And I even told him, I was like, even if it doesn't go anywhere, like this was just a lot of fun. Just shooting the yep. shit and like, and when you have a platform where anything's open for discussion, it just makes it that much better because like, you're not going to judge me for my thoughts and I'm not going to judge you. We might, you know, harp on each other about it. But at the end of the day, it's like, if you want to talk about it, let's talk about it. Well, yeah, most of it, it it's part. usually we like kind of, I wouldn't say battle it out, but we usually take opposing sides on most things. So it makes it very Same interesting. Yeah. Oh God, the gross. Um, yeah, Kelsey and I, we come from two different like views. I hopefully that did not cut it out because it just told me that I have twenty percent battery. You fucking bitch. Um, but um, we come from like two different viewpoints, whether it be politically or just like in ways that we grew up is similar. Um, but what I like is that we have a lot of common interests and a lot of common ground too in the mm -hmm. way that we view things. And we're able to like really have a discussion where it's not an argument. Like you're going to feel how you feel. I'm going to feel how I feel. But at the end of the day, I can only offer you advice All and right. just move on. And, um, and that's what I really like. And so how long have you guys been podcasting together now? Uh, we just celebrated our one year anniversary, hun. Of posting. Of posting, yeah. We we, we did backlog, which was a huge, great call on his part. Because at first, like yeah. when we started recording, I was like, you know, I, I was getting heavy into editing. I was like, let's get this shit out there, man. Like I'm ready to like see it. I want to see views. You know, just getting like that whole itch. And you were like, no, no, no. Like let's wait. Like let's backlog it. So I think we backlogged for like four or five months. Yeah. About just like capturing oh, wow. stuff and refining and just because again, just because. Like my, like that's, that's where all the research came into where it's like, Hey, let me like, not just audio, not just, but like, how do we want to post this? Like, do we want to, if we're going to do this once a month, I don't feel like you're getting a lot of traction. And you, so it's like, if we want to do this once a week, then it's like, we're going to have to backlog this. And like, we'll, like we started off, like, we'll talk about a little more current events things now he can kind of push it out because he has a feel for it. But then it's like, Hey, let's just talk about stuff that we find funny. That's not a current event. That's about our life or a hot take or whatever it may be, because we've got families, we've got lives. We still got jobs. Like we we've got things and, and stuff comes up. I mean, there are times and you know, I joke, I joke with Kyle where like, you know, he, it's like, Hey man, I, I just can't do it this week. I'm burnt out or I got something with the family and that, that's perfectly fine. Yeah. That's what we do it for. Yeah. And I, I want that ease of like, I don't want to feel like, oh, I feel some type of way because he he backed out. And it's like, no, we, we still have lives. Yeah, we're nine to five this. podcasters. Right. Yeah. Right. Got the whole life mm -hmm. in 401k and until we make it big and then we're saying, fuck it, we're going to burn it all to the ground. Maybe kind <laughs> no, of. No, I feel like, yeah. <laughs> we're, we're about to celebrate our one year anniversary in September, aren't we? Yes, we are. We, right. this our 42nd episode so about 10 more weeks we will be or actually nine eight more weeks we've been doing this for a year because we've only missed like two weeks of posting one was just issues that i've technical had with scheduling issues. and then the other was just really bad technical issues but you bring up a really great point like you both having to incorporate this into your lives you're both parents talk about that a bit like so you're both dads. How many children do you have? And like, wh what is that like for you to be finding who you are while being a parent? Because I feel like this podcasting helps you really discover who you are, not just as a person, but also like mentally in the way you communicate with others. Like, 
it brings you more of an awareness than you realize. So I definitely want to hear like your perspective and your journey um, in being a parent and also then starting this too. I, I definitely like that. I, I like the fact that, you know, cause most discussions you have, especially like as a parent, as a working man, you know, it's mostly small talk you have at work. So you, you can't really get into the nitty gritty of anything. Which I by hate. the time you, you have a conversation you like, it's time to get I, back. I despise small talk. Yeah, yeah, we yeah. and we've talked about that. We like we we try to keep that off the podcast as much as possible. Like we'll talk about stuff. I think the the motto we usually go to is conversations you have at three o'clock in the morning. It's like you know, yeah, yeah, like you would have like at a sleepover when you were a kid. We're just anything's on the table, and so I I like it definitely because it's a getaway from everything. You know, you have your nine to five, you have your family, you have you know your love life, and then you can get away and you can just talk about whatever you want to and as much depth as you would like or as educated as you are on that subject <laughs> for the most yeah. part. Which is, which is why we say hot takes and stuff like that. And, and there's been times to where we've gotten some feedback and somebody's like, Oh no, actually this is the correct thing. And this is actually, I'm like, okay, cool. Cause I mean, I'm just trying to get engagement. I could care less. We had fun. I mean like the stuff like, like we had the episode about like Helen Keller isn't real. Somebody was like, I actually, I did a paper on that in high school. I'm like, cool. That's great. It's all conspiracy. It's all fake. It's made up. See, this, it's just a part of, it's just a part of the government. And I'm just like, just gaslighting the fuck out of him. Cause it's like, it, it does not matter. It's comedy. Yeah. It's okay. Like all not we're real. doing is just having fun and, and we do it in a, in an audio way. Yeah. Like we're like some people, may do something where like, Hey, you play video games. Hey, you ride dirt bikes. Hey, you go to the pool. Hey, you do whatever. Like this is our thing. And like, so some of the hot takes, um, like one, uh, somebody came, uh, said something the other day, Kyle said something on the podcast and I said he was wrong. And then somebody like actually texted me and was like, Oh no, Kyle was actually right. I'm like, what was it? I was like, cool. No, I'm not going to tell you. (laughs) Come on. (laughs) I'm going to let you figure it out. But, uh, but it told me he was right. I was like, okay, cool. I'm not going to say anything about it. I'm not going to change it. So I'm not going to say he was right. Yeah. I'm just going to say, Hey, this is, this is the hot take. And that, that's what it's about. Like it's, you can, you can live your life and not have to be in like absolutes. And that, that's part of the, like what the podcast has kind of helped me with is like, just talk. And it's like, if somebody is technically wrong, what, what does it matter that you, you corrected them on something so trivial? It's like, Oh hey, that's a that's a Buick 1967 Skylark. I don't know what brand or whatever. Yeah, it's like no, actually that was they stopped making those in '53, and it's like what did, oh, what does it matter? That. Yeah, it's like a table. We basically set up our platform as a tabletop of what ifs for the most part, yeah. and we and we just mm-hmm. talk about it to as far as we can. For the most part. If we're right, we're right, we're wrong, we're wrong. Like it doesn't matter to us because it's just conversation. And plenty right. of people have these normal conversations, and nobody's checking them because they're not posting it. So check us, don't check us. It doesn't matter because we're having a good time, you know? Exactly. We live in a world where if you didn't post it, it didn't happen. Yep. And um, you're equated to how many likes or how many views that you get. And that's so hard to try to branch and brand who you are when you're also like trying to matter to your family. You're trying to be... Strangers will support you more than the people that know you. Yes. I learned that from doing this. Mm-hmm. Because the people that are constantly up your ass, as soon as you start something like this, they fall off. Where'd you go? Mm-hmm. Yep. Oh, uh, God, I've got a, I've got a topic we were going to talk. Like, we'll probably do it more in depth on, on one of our episodes as well. But, I mean, it's 
I had this thought. It's like, no, I'm in my ride or die era. Like this is like, there were people at the beginning of this is like, oh, you should have me on. Oh man. I'd like this and that. Oh, I'll listen. And it's like, there, there's, there's nowhere yet? to be found. Yeah. Nowhere to be found. But there are, there are people that are there and I'm like, I'm looking out for them. That's why as far as like, you know, getting merch and stuff for them, all oh, I'm all about it. Like, yeah. what do you want? What do you want? I will get you specifically what you want catered to you because you have been there since day one and you stay, you're like, you're ride or die. Absolutely. You're on my team. I, I'll do whatever I've got to do for it. I'll bend over backwards. But those ones that were like, yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll listen. Oh yeah. Send it to me. I've had pe- I've had some people, this is absolutely legitimate. No exaggeration. I've sent them links probably a dozen times. They go cold. And they, and, and they're like, Hey, yeah. like send me the link to it. Send me the link to it. Hey, don't ask me anymore. Yeah. You've got it. Yeah, you know where to find it. Yep. I tell you exactly where to find it every single time you ask. So just, just roll up. down to loyalty. Like at a certain age, you know what loyalty is and you know what it means to you and whether you do it or not. I mean, it's pretty obvious who's loyal and who isn't. And part but, of and part of it, I like I don't know if it's like they they like mentally want to be supportive, but it's like they don't they don't go that next step. But it's like there's, there's got, like you said, there's got to be like a maturity level to where it's like, Hey, let me just, let me just let it be and like not ask about it because it's just making it worse. Yeah. Exactly. I think it's tough yeah. for some people because a lot of people aren't into podcasts. Like me personally, no, I, it's I'm tough actually for not, I'm yeah. not like, I'm not technically into pod. I just like talking and like, there's only like maybe yeah. two or three podcasts I listen to. One of them being ours <laughs> as narcissistic as that is, but. It, it's okay. like, you know, people want to be supportive, but they're like, you know, this isn't really my thing. Like, I'll tune into an episode or two, but then, you know, like you said, fall off. Yeah, just, which is fine because right. you can't force somebody to like what you're doing. But no, you I can. like this <laughs> All you need. Really, <laughs> like this, so I'm coming to your house. <laughs> <laughs> That's like the, uh, that clip of like Barry. Uh, the TV show, the HBO show, to where uh the the lady said something. Uh, his I think it was his girlfriend. I don't know. I haven't. Seen, I want to watch the show. Great show. But his so his girlfriend sitting there and she's like, oh, she did something to you. It's like, oh, do you want me to show up at her house and like take pictures of her while she's sleeping? And like, why, why would you do that? She's like, oh no, just little things. You know, like rearrange the furniture, maybe make it bigger than she is, and then you know, yes. usually the mental unstableness will take care of itself, <laughs> and you'll find yourself right. hanging. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, now we've talked about the open mindedness that having a podcast has created, but incorporating that into your parenthood. Tell us a little bit more about like what it's like being fathers, because we obviously know what it's like being moms and we have our complaints and you guys being um, on the opposite end or in the alternate role. What is it like for you guys being parents in today's world? What type of family dynamic do you have? Are you step parents? Or are you just all bio parents? What is that like? Uh, I'm all original. I got all the original. Oh, <laughs> geez, over here. Yeah, yeah. Um, I mean, the the biggest thing I think is the same dynamic that we've had for years and years and years. That no matter how great of a father you are, there's always someone that's going to have criticism about. How you do it? Oh, every time, every time. Doesn't matter. You know, you could you could spend weeks on end, be like, I did this, I did that, I went beyond the bar, and then someone's like, Hey, you could have done this. We'd be like, Fuck you, because you don't see like you. You're a lot of people have the outsider's perspective, 
and they don't see the inner workings, everything that's going on in a situation. Yep. And I, I think that's the biggest issue men have grown up in this generation, that you get outsider criticism from people that think they're experts, and they may be in that subject, but they don't know everything that constantly. And things change. Yeah. I mean, the, the, the mentality and the way the culture, like people, like people have to adapt. And so like the culture we grew up in is different. Right. So, I mean like that, that's something I have to remember with my kids. I've got, I've got a seven year old from a previous marriage and then I've got a two year old and then I've got a little girl on the way. So it's like, it, and, and I, with, with a girl, I haven't the slightest clue. I haven't Ooh. the slightest clue. I've said it a million times, but she could be having quintuplets of boys, and that would probably be less intimidating than one girl. So, yeah, all right. But we were just talking about Charlie on today's episode, actually. Um, yeah. that aired that girl gives me chills, man. No, she's a lawyer. Oh, it's lawyer, yeah. Sawyer gives me chills. Um, she can cut a look at Kelsey or do a, a shrill. Oh, I, oh yeah, she's kind of scary, man. <laughs> shivers, shivers down my spine, but, but she's going to be so loved because honestly, like I wanted a girl so bad, like, oh my God, just, I thought for sure all of mine were girls and dreamt it. None of them, not one. Um, and, uh, having the all boys and then the girl is like, oh, so sweet. So cute. So that's going to be so fun. Now, you have, you mentioned that you were previously married. How old were you the first time you got married? Oh, don't ask. I'm terrible with dates. So, like, uh, let's see, uh, 22, I think. Oh, so still pretty young. Yeah, 21, 22. Um, so, yeah, it was it was one of those things to where, again, like, a lot of naivety, um, uh, I had to, uh, there was a lot of growth, um, kind of towards the back end and, and, and the end of it. Um, it just, it, it was, it was something to where it was completely new to me. Again, I was in, I was in a relationship to where I was living with this person and like, I, it just all new. And I, I've kind of kept some of the same mentality in some regard in the aspect of, you know, if, if me and my partner are at odds, I don't sit there and air out my dirty laundry because it could get like, say I, I bring it to Kyle and we've talked about it before. I bring it to Kyle and then, you know, me and my partner resolve it. But then Kyle still got that in the back of his mind and he, he's harboring bitterness towards them about something we've resolved. And it's like, then it just, it kind of builds up. Well, some things you, you kind of have to share. Um, yeah. but I got, I got to a point to where, um, it, it was really getting bad. Uh, the last, uh, I would say like the, about 12, like a year before, a year before we split, it was getting really bad. And uh, so I, it kind of came to a head. We sat down and I mean, it, it's days to where truly it was, uh, it was very depressing. It was very uh, mentally taxing to where it's like, mm -hmm. I, I'm doing everything I can. I'm working, you know, 70 hours a week. I'm involved in, these different things. And I, and I, and I'm also trying to like, I'm just trying to provide and, uh, I'm not really getting any, anything back. Um, but so I, I sat down and it's like, Hey, maybe we, like I've never been married before and I don't want to get divorced. I, I like, it's like yeah. in my mind, that's like huge. That's, that's massive. Absolutely. That, that's a, that's absolute last resort. I never want to do that. 
So I sat down and was like, hey, let's just maybe we like take a break, like figure out something. I don't know if like one of us goes to stay with our parents or something. And she she was like, you know, I'll I'll change, I'll work on it. And for about three months, it was it was great. I mean, I felt like things were kind of rejuvenated, things were kind of back to where uh the way they should be, or kind of where getting to where they should be. Um, and then she says she's pregnant. And it's like, awesome, great. You know, this is this could be like a stepping stone. And then not long uh-huh. after uh she got pregnant, I mean, it just started going downhill. So I don't know if it, it was problems. For well, sure. I, I I didn't know like then I thought like, you know, again, this is this is the first time I've ever dealt with this. So I'm assuming, you know, mood swings and maybe it's hormones. And so mm-hmm. I, I got to the point though, it was like, oh no, like me having to like try and like juke you out of the door to go hang out with a friend or, you know, you shatter a phone, you break a door casing. And then ultimately one night, like literally wake me up out of a sleep because you're insecure with a 12 gauge pointed at me. Like that's eh, maybe it's not hormones, but again, I'm, I'm very naive at this time. I'm like, and I didn't, call love. The, I didn't call what well, that's <laughs> what I'm saying, but I didn't call the police. Yeah. I didn't tell anybody yeah. because, Hey, this is let, let us deal with this because I, my thought was, let me think long term. like say we resolve this and it's like, okay, well that's still in the books and this, and, and some things would have been different when we separated, but you know that, so the, cause the pulling of the, the shotgun was four months before we split. So I still was like, so I still tried. So it's like, Hey, let's still, let's make an effort. Let's make an effort. Um, and it got to the point to where it's like, I'm being woke up in the middle of the night. I probably between then and when I left, um, as bad as it is a month before my son was born, uh, half a dozen times woke up in the middle of the night. I'm working 70 hours a week, Monday to Saturday. Um, and I'm being woke up in the middle of the night because of insecurities and, and different. And it's like, I'm, I can't do this anymore. I, it's already mm-hmm. mentally taxing. And then physically now I, I just can't do it. So I just said, I'm done. Something switched in my brain. It's like, I'm done. Um, and it's, it's, it was rough in the beginning of there. And there's still things that we're still, I'm still trying to work through, but I mean, the, the absolute polar opposite that my wife now is, is absolutely insane. You go from a person that had little to no ambition to a mother who is taking care of a, a seven-year-old every other week, taking care of a two-year-old, pregnant, working 40 hours a week remotely from home, and she's trying to get her post-grad to counsel kids like my son. Yeah. That's seven who deals what? with you know a divorced family or broken home, wh- whatever it may be. And like, it's like she's a puzzle doing, piece fitting right there. It's insane. Yeah. That's so awesome. And it all happened like the way, unfortunately, I hate to say this because I think that a lot of people may take this wrong, but um, we often do have to appreciate the bad things that happen to us yep. because if we don't, then we can. You don't know what to appreciate either. Though. Exactly. Like you have to look at, okay, like I was able to get out. Like my mind was able to switch. I now know what I will and will not accept. I now know what I won't tolerate and what I need in a partner. And like, that's huge. And something that we have spoken about before. And I think that is a really great thing that you brought up is that that was not the last time that something happened. It took me four more months to leave because it 
statistically, man or woman, male, female, whatever you identify as, um, it takes seven times to leave a domestic violence relationship, up to seven times hmm. before it finally clicks. And so, know you know, mm-hmm, um, and because they're looking for resources, ways out, having that uh, alienation and support, because a lot of people will say, hey, um, you may lean on your friends or family and tell them everything about your relationship. But when you forgive them, they won't. So be careful what you say to them, right? And a lot of the time, that is like an alienation verbiage to get you to not lean on or support others. So for me, when I came into, because I'm, I'm a whole ass three and oh, you know, I'm not, I'm not very good at this. Um, I'm great at getting divorced. But um, one of the biggest things that I would hear often is, um, yeah, because you're going to go tell so-and-so what I did. And then I have to then go back and be like, wow, like, oh my gosh, yeah, that is really embarrassing. And then I had to switch my brain to think, well, if they didn't want anyone knowing about it, maybe they shouldn't have done it to me. And then like realizing that, and I mean, obviously, of course, there are certain things like, I mean, if I'll fight with you in the morning about the fact that I stepped on your shoes, I'm not going to call your mama and be like, this bitch never picks up her shoes or her, you know, like what he was dealing with, my husband dealt with with his ex-wife, same shit, almost verbatim, like the same shit you dealt with, he was dealing with, working his ass off, coming home, dealing with her BS, you know, trying to be a dad, blah, blah, blah. Pause. She's got to plug the phone up. But yeah, so I don't know how it is, but I have heard his experience with that whole situation. And yeah, you have to do something. You have to take accountability for your place in it, which you did. If the other person isn't willing to do that, then there's nothing, you know, you've done all you can do. Right. Right. And now, because they've both taken accountability like that's so huge a lot of people don't get to experience that or have that where you're still co-parenting like you're still co-parenting coming out of like let's call it what it is a domestic violence situation Mm -hmm. and a lot of people don't get the opportunity to do that because they're unable to move forward or take accountability or it can even be a safety issue Mm -hmm. but for you, it looks like you guys were, or it sounds like you guys were able to communicate better and create a better dynamic and set you yourselves aside to ensure that your child has the support of both of his parents in a healthy dynamic and not the previous one that you were in. Oh, right. oh no, don't, don't get me wrong. As far as, um, uh, co-parenting, that's non-existent. So like the, uh, like I, I would love for it to like we I, yeah. I've I've had I've tried to kind of reach out. I mean, he's he is so, uh, so smart um, and he has overcome so much mentally that I that I may not ever see uh, or even know. But uh, he like he's we talked about it before, you know, he's in piano, he's in Taekwondo. He's reading at, you know, uh, two grades ahead of kind of what he does. I mean, the kit I bought him. Uh, I grew up with Magic Treehouse and this kid sat down like I gave him like he's going through the series and it's like, hey, dad, I need another book. So I give him one. Dude's done with the book in like two hours. 
He's like, all right, I need another one. I'm like, dude. That's great. That's a great problem to have. Right. Absolutely. And and, and that's what I'm saying. I I try and set him up for success because we've got the the main series that it came out with. And then they've got uh, a little bit bigger chapter books of like the Magic Treehouse Merlin series. But, um, but like, again, he's, he's so smart. So, and like, I, I've done everything I can on my side. Again, I'm not perfect. I'm, I, I will never say I'm perfect. I'm still learning, but, uh, I I've done things where it's like, Hey, even on her weeks, I've told her, Hey, I will take him. I will pick him up. I'll take him. I'll drop whatever you need me to do. I'll pay for it. I, I'll provide yeah. all the resource and it's, and there's been no real, uh, co-parenting there and it, and it sucks and it's not even like i could care less like for me it does not matter as far as the money the time like what like i just want him to have every opportunity i like i've I, growing up i would have loved to done something like karate taekwondo or something like that growing up i would have loved to learn an instrument but i didn't i didn't get that chance so i wanted to give him that opportunity but the fact that he only gets half of the opportunity basically yeah. Because she doesn't want to, it, it just, it only hurts him. So that, yeah. so we're, we're still working through that. Hopefully uh, it's something that, that uh, we get through uh, again. We've been, you know, we've been split up for more than seven years and she has yet to, from what I understand yet to even try to date. So I, we're hoping that like, maybe she'll direct that towards someone. Like if she would start dating, maybe direct it somewhere else. And then yeah, like stop, stop being so hyper-focused. Right. But. Yeah, that's what you think, but in um, my husband's situation, mm, it's no. Makes so it more complicated, you would say, or? No, I mean, it just depends on her, the partner that she gets. If she gets a part, if she attracts a partner that's like her, then you might as well hang that shit up, right? Because in our situation. They feed off of each other. They co-sign each other's instability or tactic that they use. They're both just a child. Um, yeah, they're just both um, emotionally immature individuals. They don't care about the child. They only care about them being right. So right. Ugh, those, those so kind difficult. of situations they drive me crazy because again, this is from like outsider's perspective. But you see a lot of this on TikTok. You'll see like. You know, you'll see the bad side of it where co-parenting is just non-existent. And then you'll see the other yeah. side where it's like, you know, baby daddy and boyfriend are like building a crib together. And you'll see that's, the comments. People are like, that's so great. You're so lucky to have that. But people don't understand that it's not like guys can get together about anything. You know, if they have one thing in common, right. they can connect. But it, it it really comes down to the person that tethers them together. Right. If that yeah. one person has corrupt motives or has you know, an ideal about their baby daddy and, you know, their boyfriend, it's just, it, it, it corrupts the entire thing. And it's like, you yeah. know, you, you guys could build something so beautiful. The potential is there, but you got to put mm-hmm. the effort in. The you thing gotta- that, the thing that always gets me though, is, is like, you're not, it's not like, Hey, we split up and you know, you went your way. I went my way. Like we got other people and it's like, Hey, let's all be friends as couples. Let's all be friends. No, no, no. I'm, I'm just focused on the fact that like, even if we're not like there's, there's a kid involved and this kid has nothing to do with this. It does not involve them, especially with like in, in the regards of my son, he had no, he's never seen me and his mother together. Never. He's never known that, but she has done things to where she's let him know. She said things like, I I talk to other women. 
before, like when we were together, uh, you know, I'm yeah, the reason, so I'm the reason the family her. broke up. Like, yeah, that's her own like insecurity, yeah. <laughs> insecurities that she's projecting onto y'all's kid and it has nothing to do with him. So until she realizes that, you know, she's a lost cause. But and you have a really amazing dynamic with your children's dad or Charlie's dad and Sawyer's dad, Jackie. Now your partner because yeah. of the way that you've been able to set the boundaries and because we can all put our own shit aside for the kids. That's all it is. And right. I'm the one that makes it. You know, I'm the glue that holds it all together. I'm the one that makes everybody get along. Not that they wouldn't anyways, but I was the one that was like, hey, it doesn't have to be weird. We're all going to be around each other for a very long time. So um, when Charlie graduated kindergarten, it was me, my husband, and Charlie's dad. And we all went to Charlie's graduation together. And it wasn't weird. It was fine. I think that's how it should be. We went our separate ways after that and on to the next thing. See him with with, you know, my son's mother. As as far as like as far as her mother goes, she's like the matriarch, and she's kind of the driving force of a lot of this kind of uh, toxicity. She like she yeah. can be like she's very very fake. Very, but like as far as like we we went to stuff with Camden, my seven year old. We went to like again his graduation, his school orientation stuff. I'm just shooting the shit with her dad. No problem. Like I have no like it. it I, I'm not a hard person to get along with. It's like you're you've got your like I have no problem with him, but it's like her mother has this 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 is who this guy is. So I like and then it trickles down to Camden's mom. So then it's like they try to you know bring that down to Camden. But something as far as parenting goes, the, a huge a huge huge thing that I've learned personally and and it helped me with him. It'll help me with the other two is being completely honest and showing your kids that you can, they can trust you as far as like, Hey, this is like, you guys have talked about it before about being honest about how you like, how you've handled the situation as far as like, sorry, you know, like my emotions got the best of me, but then even mm -hmm. on the, you know, the opposite side of that coin to where it's like, Hey, you know, let's, let's have I ever lied to you. You can trust me. I've proved that you can trust me. So if I've given you no reason to believe that you can't trust me, okay, this is what someone's told you. How do you feel about that? What do you think? And then kind of like, Hey, this is, ha have I taught you in that way? Have I acted in this way? And it's showing that, Hey, like people can grow, people can change, or there are things that are just completely not true. And, and one of the things that I've learned and I'll, I'll teach to my kids is it does not matter what other people say, because the way that you live they're going to people that go, they're going to be people in your life that go to bat for you when you're not even around. I've had people yeah. talk so much trash. When we split up, uh, I've had, I had people call me a coward. You left your wife. You did this, you did that again. The, the whole aspect of a male being domestically abused is just like non-existent. Jackie dealt with the same stuff. He dealt with the exact same stuff. And it's like, yeah, but y'all didn't see what was going on behind closed doors. Y'all right. didn't see her spitting in my face and calling me a piece of shit and you know doing all y'all didn't see any of that because she was fake as fuck to y'all whenever yep. she got in y'all and made it seem like everything was rainbows and you know <laughs> no because it was the exact fucking opposite behind closed doors yep yeah. it drives me crazy that people still 
to this day can't pause and be like, okay, I've heard this story, but there's obviously another side. And that's yeah, something yeah. I try to do better now as an adult where I'm like, okay, like I've heard your story and like, and whether it's a good friend or, you know, it's a relative or whatever, it's like, I've heard your side, but if I'm really going to like help you out here, I got to hear the other side. It's something that's yeah, exactly. just so lost somehow in society still to this day. Like even through social media, like people will hear one post about something. They'll be like, fuck that person. Yep. I can't believe they did that to yeah. you. Like, hold on, like yep. give it a day or two and the other information will come out and then you can have an educated you know, opinion on it. And it's just, it blows yeah. my mind that we're still stuck. I, I don't think we can progress as, as a species until that's like one of those big social barriers that we can break through. Like there's two parts. Let's hear the second part. I agree. Cancel culture is really big and it's not, it's not forgiving when it comes to an alternate side. It's, I try to get canceled. canceled. Please. Same. 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 Now, um, Kyle, you have like a really good outsider's perspective. So I do have a question for you. Um, now, do you think that seeing your parents um, who come from opposite ends of the religious spectrum, but how they communicate in a two parent household, do you think that that has helped you in the dynamic that you have currently? Because you've still got the whole OG crew. You're married. Um, you have a, from what I gather, a very healthy relationship and dynamic. So I'm just wondering, do you feel that seeing that model of success helped you be <laughs> successful as well? Well, here's the downside to the situation. I actually haven't talked about it on our podcast yet because I've been kind of hesitant. Um, as of right now, and this is fairly recently, I am out of communication with my parents. Uh, it, it goes fairly deep. It mostly goes on to my oldest son, who's been clinically diagnosed as autistic. And it's something that my parents have not been able to accept ever. Like every step we've taken in this process, they have fought us on it and they Why? just have They're been like, refusing to believe it. They, they think that, you know, that yeah. they think it's something that we've projected on in, him. In the the only thing oh. I will say, and and I'll not to really cut you off, but yeah. the only so not to downplay your son at all. The only thing that that I focus on, like so, Casey is what age now? He's gonna be five next week. Okay, and it, yeah. it was you weren't able to like speak like fluent like constantly until age six. So yes. in their minds, it's it's Kyle made over. Yeah, they but think it, it's a Kyle over. Yeah, I I didn't talk until I was about six or seven. I had to, I had to have speech classes, but the issues that he has goes beyond things like right. that. And most of our communication is through sign language or it's through, you know, one syllable words and he's gotten better. He's grown. And I, I owe all of that to my wife because this is something where it's like, you know, I've seen this in him since he was two. I'm his mom. I know this. And it mm-hmm. caused a lot of conflict in our marriage because I still think this is my day to this day, even though like I'm not in communication with my father, he's one of the smartest people I know. He can read people like a book, but he's gotten this whole situation wrong. And, you know, to him, he he was one of those, he was my confidant. I could talk to him about anything. And Mm. I feel like in having that relationship with him, he abused it fairly well because he knows me, he knows how to manipulate me. And I know now as an adult, I know who he is as a person. I know how, He's done business dealings in the past with other business partners and other family relationships. 
So I've gotten a better picture of who he is and how he took advantage of me and my family and the issues he caused outside of you know, mm-hmm. my direct family, along with, you know, my siblings. And it, it, at the beginning of this year, it turned into a whole fiasco where everyone was trying to uh, throw fake claims at my wife saying like, she's bad at this. She's not making the right calls. Like you need to separate your son, all kinds of crazy stuff. And then finally, oh. you know, I had to sit down with a bunch of them and they told me all this information that they either fabricated or they made it to extremes that were just beyond anything that was ever discussed. And so I finally just told him, I was like, you know, what? we're just cutting it. We're going to cut you off cold Turkey until you admit what you've done. And, this, and yeah. they won't do it. And it, it really sucks what? because it's like, you know, we, we have people that we call family that aren't actually blood on her side and they've had our back in this entire situation. Everything he's going through, all the struggles and with no second guesses. Like we know you guys, we love you guys. We know you're doing the best for them. And every step of the way we've dealt with the situation I've gotten criticism from them, whether it comes from a place for love or doesn't, it's like, it just, it wasn't the right thing to do. And then they took the final step and we're like, okay, you're not going to agree with us. We're just going to manipulate everybody against you. And then good luck. It's so. so great that you say that because I was just watching a video today and um, Steve Harvey talks about this but you really know that someone loves you when they do the three p's and it's protect profess and provide right and one of the biggest forms of protection is even protecting your spouse from harsh words that can come from your family something that um has like stuck out to me in my life is that i don't allow for anyone to speak negatively on my partner or i will cut them off and put them in their place i'm like hey i'm coming to you for you to criticize i'm telling you what this is and i've often like even my grandmother and i i've i've had to be like hey you're not allowed to say those things about my partner. So we can't talk right now until you understand that I wouldn't say that about your partner, even regardless of the situation, I want to protect them as to where, you know, I personally was not being protected in the same regard. Once I realized that and I saw that it made things easier for me to recognize where I was in that relationship. But what I like is that you do that. You clearly see and define like, Hey, like this is important. I need to protect and support my wife. And you found what common similarities that you have in your child that were better able to help you identify some issues or challenges that he can have. And it's kind of the same with me. Um, I've been diagnosed with level one autism spectrum disorder. Um, about over a year ago and I was telling my family about it and they were like, there's no way. And then when I was like, okay, so all of these are symptoms of this, you know, my personality. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. The whole thing, like the whole thing, the (laughs) fact that like, I can't eat certain foods because they make me feel fuzzy. Yeah. Yeah. Like should have been an indicator when I could only eat three foods like my whole life. So, um, when, I realized or when I was told that I had this, um, I, I immediately thought of my children and I was like, okay, so I don't know if I've created this environment to where they just act like me or if there's something really going on. So when it was, yeah, exactly. So when, when it was discovered that, um, 
one of my children has a firm diagnosis and the other one, um, they are further testing. And then my last one, um, we all tested positive for the genetic markers that will continue this. It's something on the spectrum. Yes. That will keep us on the spectrum. And, um, that's totally okay. Like that's totally okay with me. The more that I learn and the more that we're learning, the better it is. Unfortunately, back in the nineties and eighties, when we were coming into the world, ADHD and autism, all of those things were just made up, uh, made up to keep your kids quiet. You just want to, and it was new. The research they were doing on it was I mean, brand yeah. spanking new. Ritalin for me was causing me to have hallucinations, all kinds of stuff. So wow. my mom was like, no, <laughs> you're not taking that anymore. Because I was diagnosed with ADHD um, at six years old instead of autistic, autistic because I was able to communicate. But right. I had a stammer and I was just talking so fast that they thought that it's because I had ADHD. But in reality, my brain is moving so fast because I'm on the spectrum and I like have a more awareness of it. So my brain is just moving faster than I can keep up. So I I relate hard to that. And I'm so sorry, because I know that that's a challenge. I know how difficult that is. But But bottom line, that just goes to show that your parents never really respected your opinion anyways, because that's their grandchild. Why wouldn't they take your opinion? It's your kid. Mm -hmm. That's what kills me, because again, like I'll, I'll still say this to this day, like he's one of the smartest people I know. I've always had a lot of respect for him, but seeing how this played out has definitely vexed me about, you know, my entire past relationship with yep. him now. It's like, Makes okay, now like, I'm slowly starting to like yeah. self-diagnose. I don't, I'm, I, I had a good childhood. I had a very good childhood growing up and it's because of them after in now my adult life, like seeing how this played out. Now I'm slowly starting to like self-diagnose like, okay, really like, it, it, yeah. What other times have I been played? And so, but to answer yep. your first question That's about like their relationship and their dynamic it's been, it has been a good blessing in my life because it's taught me that everyone has different walks in life. And it's hard to see that, especially in the area that we live in, because everyone, you know, grew up from here. They had families that have been living here yeah. since like the 1800s, you know? So, mm. but now like in the open world, like I know there's different people with different walks of life and beliefs and it's, it doesn't make up who they are. It's just, you know, it's where they were, the region they were raised or the beliefs in it. Like I can't. I can't take anything against them because it's like that that's that's your life. Yeah. You know, and that that's all it really is. It's nothing personal about any of these people. That's your life and that's, you know, the situations you've had. And so it it it's made me become more accepting in my adult life now where it's like And you can teach that to your children. Right. Yeah, it's like there's always going to be someone very different from you. And that doesn't make them yeah. a bad person at all. It's just they may have different you you're not going to agree on everything. And that's okay. You know, that's their walk in life and that's your walk in life. And the more you can learn from that person, the better off you are. Very true. Oh, I love that. Me too. Thank you guys for coming and actually setting this up and joining us. I'm so pumped that I get to make your merch and that we have a really good insight of like who you guys are and just the dynamics of what it's like to be a dad in multiple situations. And I think a lot of us kind of get caught up in the whole like, oh, dads, 
get to get away with everything. But that's not the case everywhere you go. We have amazing dads and stepdads that really value what a dad should be. Exactly. And y'all got a lot to juggle anyways. Y'all are doing the podcast. You got um jobs you got regular life all that stuff so from what i can tell you are doing the damn thing we're yeah banks too, sure. occasionally we didn't talk about that very much <laughs> we're up and coming yeah. so we're, we're gonna need merch for that as well mostly you know, oh of course yeah, right. balaclavas and i don't know if you're in the gun <laughs> business but <laughs> i mean you know we just we can make it happen more on like koozies and stuff yeah there we go. you know i, <laughs> I mean <laughs> Right. I could try to do a custom gun holster, but I do not. Uh, I don't know how well that'll go. Uh, <laughs> I got to get a gun. <laughs> but, right. But before we go, um, tell everyone where they can find you on all socials and your apps and all that. Uh, it's it's fairly easy. I, again, when I did the research, it's like it's all at Stay Petty Pod. We've got uh, YouTube. We're trying to we're trying to push stuff more there. Uh, but we got YouTube, TikTok, um, and then we've also got all of our stuff on Apple, Spotify, and then uh, also Anchor. But I mean, we we're pushing it out every every Monday. Um, I think that's just all of our links, and then Facebook. So at yeah, we do and Instagram. Page. Sorry, all just get all our links. Just all the social media, so, pretty much. Uh, pretty much like the the main ones, but it's all at Stay Petty Pod. I wanted to jump out there. We had the name before we even started recording, so. At Stay Petty Pod, fully fully engaged. Like whatever you want to say. Like I, I want to get to a point to where we like just say something in an episode and be like, "Hey, just go on something and just like comment your favorite color or something." And it's like you just see yeah. just wild comments and people are like, "What in the world? What does this have to relate to?" But yeah. everywhere <laughs> at Stay Petty Pod. Perfect. Well, all right, guys. Thank you again for tuning in. Such an awesome perspective. And if you or anyone you know is experiencing domestic violence, please reach out. Um, our The National Domestic Violence number is in the notes in our episode, as well as the text link number and several resources to local shelters here in Nashville. Um, and if you Google national domestic hotline, they should be able to put resources in your area. Um, if you see something, say something, uh, and be a snitches around here. Snitches with <laughs> stitches, baby. And <laughs> go pick it that way. All right, guys, have a wonderful weekend and we love you. Deuces. Bye.